welcome to November's Hopcast Half Pint. Have you uh, have you got an advent calendar sorted yet? No, 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 no. Not do you yet. still do them? I've done the beer one. I did the beer one two years ago. I think last year we reused the box. Um, we we both bought twelve beers each and refilled it, but that box collapsed after a year in the <laughs> garage. <laughs> so it was like, is this my beer or your beer? Because it's fallen into my. Uh, opening door opening. Yeah, so. I think it's time to <clears throat> rethink. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm James. I'm Adam. You're back. I'm back. You're back, sort of as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the first, our first hopcast together for this a while. Three episodes. Three, three episodes. I, it doesn't, doesn't I worried that people thought we might have fallen out. <laughs> no, no, we just, yeah. <laughs> just not seeing each other. Uh, we've got three beers, so we're going to crack open the first one straight away. Uh, we actually managed last month when Laura was here to get it down to just two beers, yeah. uh, but we've gone back up to three. The reason being that I kind of feel like I'd shortchanged things tonight by the beer that I've initially brought along, which is going to be the last one that we have, which we'll get to in a bit, which is going to be rubbish, um, is, um, was one that I didn't pay for. I didn't buy it. It was a present. So um, I thought I ran, out, I ran out of lunchtime to my local Tesco here, um, who've got the new uh, Brewdog Quench Quake. That's hard I have to say that. It really, I have to put pause in between them. <laughs> Quench Quake, uh, which is a grapefruit and tangerine sour, uh, 4.6%. And um, my friend John drinks uh, quite a bit of this. He's had quite a few bottles of it. So I thought I'd give it a go. So sessionable seismic citric sour. No, citrus sour. Can't say. Um, you would take everything that Bruno put on their labels with a pinch of salt, really. So. Can I just say, it's an absolutely beautiful beer label. It's obviously just a standard Brewdog design, but it's kind of like a salmony pink and um, yellow kind of label. You have a look at that. It's absolutely, it's very nice. I think the colours work really well together. I'm glad you bought this because I've not had it yet and it saves me buying it. Well, well, it does. It says we're taking a risk on it, but I, I imagine it's... You don't really see many sours from Brudeau, do you? No, they don't. Not particularly kind of like the... The sort of the base level. They do a lot of they quite did the, fancy ones. They did the, like, the Blitz kind of series, which is like the Berliner Weiss sort of style one. <clears throat> yeah. Which, uh, they've changed the, you know, the, the fruit in that every few months. It smells like pop. Yeah, it's not very, it's not very aromatic, but you know, something from it. Ooh. That tastes got, more definitely like, got the tangerine. Mm. Actually, yeah, grapefruit's there as well. It's not very sour though. It's more like um, I would say it's more like a lager and lime kind of taste. You know, if you if you're using quite a mm, yeah, or, or something, mean. if you put like um, a lime cordial top into it, but it's got very kind of it's quite tart, but it's not very sour. Tart and sour, they're different enough terms. <laughs> it's quite a yeah, it's kind of a, a base sour, isn't it? It's quite, it's quite straightforward. It's not, it's not trying to be clever. It's not doing anything particularly fancy. Um, I like it though. Yeah, it's nice. I, I, I think it's very drinkable. Again, I think it's one of the beers which, in summer, if that were on the um, five for, not five, three for five pound deal. Which it is. Yeah, I mean, I got it from the Tesco. Metro or Tesco Express, I'm not sure which one it is, uh, where it's uh, three for £5.25. You've got to pay an extra 25p. Oh, has it gone up? Um, yeah. Brexit, um, I reckon. But, um, yeah, there's some good... There's, there's, for, for a little kind of Tesco in the middle of the city centre, 
Um, obviously, there's that included on the offer. There's um, a couple of four pure beers now. Mm. Um, there's obviously Jaipur, although in bottles rather than in cans for the for the offer. Uh, but there's a few included yeah. in it. Some decent stuff actually. You can get to like a big one. Tesco though. This, this, the range now is incredible. Really. Oh yeah. Like, uh, well, they all are, aren't they? Um, Morrison's up there. Game yeah. as well. Um, there's still a couple that are. I mean, I. I walk past Waitrose twice a day, so that tends to be where I go to yeah. just kind of buy bits and bobs. Um, there's a bit behind. Waitrose is one of the places where the, I go when I want something different because they tend to have fingers in different pies to everybody else. They seem to get something a little bit slightly different. Um, and everyone says Waitrose is expensive, but I've always found their beer kind of range quite good. And they were the first supermarket, remember, to get the original bottles of all the Thornbridge stuff in when they were in the big yeah, bottles, and you yeah. could get that. And that's when you were looking at just over two pound for a five hundred mil bottle of Thornbridge, and you're laughing really. Then were the days, eh? Then were the days. Then were the days. Uh, right, we've got some news to talk about. We've got a lot of news to talk about. Um, so first of all, let's talk about Jabberwocky, uh, which is a brilliant word. It's obviously Jabberwocky, but with an extra e thrown yeah. in to make it Jabberwocky. I don't know a lot about it. It's a new place that's opening in Sheffield. You know more about it than I. You've been. Yeah, I went on. I went last week. Um, it's run by, um, I don't know his name, but it's a guy who used to be managing the Bath Hotel. And one of the girls who does the Momos, who does uh, on Saturday afternoon at the um, um, the Hallamshire House, it's kind of the, some sort of food thing with kind of chilled out music and um, sort of candles and shit. But yeah, it's really good. It's, it's basically, it used to be an old Polish pub uh, run by a Polish guy. And I think he also owns the one that's on Abbeydale, uh, sorry, Abbeydale, Ecclesall Road. Right, um, but I think part of it, the guy who sold it to them or sold it to the business, sold the business, really didn't want to give it to anybody, and he was quite keen on making sure that his Polish friends in the area would still have something to drink. So they still have quite a lot of um, they still have like tisky on, and they still have um, sort of pilsner, and that's Czech, but um, they still have kind of have the ties with the supplier for the Polish beers, which apparently like there's very few uh, pubs can get hold of that unless you've got connections. Mm. Um, they also do a big range of like the, the vodkas and stuff, um, but I think when we went the other night, um, I think I had four four keg beers on. They had an extra stout from Buxton. Um, what else did we drink? Um, I know that I've had, they've had uh, your favourite uh, Florida Vice on, or it's on the board to come on. That's how they label them there. So it's um, pool table. They had starting to do food, so you can get some like pierogi. We know that. Um, Pierogi, which is like dumplings. If anybody who follows uh, Laura or uh, Mashed Meow will know that she basically ate Krakow out of those a few months ago. Yeah, she eats anything. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite rough and ready. It's quite like dive bar-y kind of thing, but it's got a pool table in 50 pence a go, so it's worth it's worth checking out if you, if you want something a bit different. And it is a bit of a gateway pub from kind of your beer engine to your kind of Healy area. And I think when I was talking about it to them, they were saying... It's kind of why we thought about it. it might be a good venue because there's nothing really between the Cremorne and the Sheaf View, really. Okay. So it's a bit of a nice stop off for anybody who wants yeah. to do that. But yeah, right. go check it out. Sounds good. Um, poor. We uh, Laura and I talked a bit about it on the last half pint, and um, since then <coughs> things have moved at a pace. And Poor, which is is it London Road? It's London Road. It's it's, London. it's next door to the White Lion. Right. Um, and that is opening, well as we record this now, it's Tuesday evening, it's opening on Thursday evening, so it might even be open by the time you... Uh, I think Friday's the um, official this. opening. For Sorry, Friday is the official opening. Uh, I've managed to wangle an invite to the um, to kind of the pre-launch 
night on on Thursday. So yeah, Friday is the public opening, um, and this is kind of um, th three main kind of concepts. Obviously, there's the beer side of it. There's um, vegan and vegetarian pizza, uh, which is appealing for me as a veggie, and um, bring your dog. <laughs> there. <laughs> Not necessarily things that you'd all put together, but that's that's kind of the concept to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a message off John, John who runs the White Lion. It's um, it's him and Ed who was um, the brewer at Hopjacker. I think we mentioned it in one of these episodes about Hopjacker closing mm -hmm. and them trying to sell his share in the brewery. So <clears throat> it's um, it's another it's another partner as well, which unfortunately I can't remember the name. But um, I spoke to John and he said beer wise from Friday you can expect session IPAs to creeks to Imperial Stouts on tap. Um, also cans and bottles. Cool. So pizza is available by slice. It's vegan unless marked otherwise. So um, kind of the reverse of what you usually expect. So if you want real, if you're a veggie and you want real cheese, that's by fine. That's, that's fine. But, uh, cool. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good. Yeah, does sound good. Um, Thursday is also the first birthday of the Ecclesall Ale Club. And I know they've got like a bit of a charity night going on there. Uh, and I can't remember who it's to raise money. Four, so sorry Charity's about that. Good. This, but this uh, I actually got a message about it, so <laughs> I, this is great prep here. Uh, so it is raising money for Western Park Hospital. So um, that's taking place on uh, Thursday. So a very big happy birthday to them, one of my locals, and somewhere I spend uh, a fair amount of time. Um, also, more Sheffield news, um, and and there is normally we're kind of digging around for Sheffield stuff and end <laughs> up talking about stuff from outside the area. Whereas uh, at the moment, there seems to be loads of stuff happening. So Hop Hideout, which um, is obviously Obviously, a, a, a beer shop, mainly bottles and cans, but does have some keg lines on as well. Um, on Abbeydale Road, uh, announced in the last couple of days that they are moving into the city centre of um, Sheffield. So um, the Abbeydale store will be kind of closing down in the next couple of weeks. Um, they will continue with uh, online stuff, so um, either mail order for delivery or also um, uh, they do like a home delivery service. I've never used it, but but they it does, does like exist. Some pop up event, some pop up stuff. Yeah, well, so. some pop up stuff, which you think are kind of be at like events and stuff over Christmas. Maybe there's probably yeah. quite a lot of of call for for that. Um, so that's going to be interesting because Hop Hideout is um, it's a place that. I, I go to fairly often, but then it's not too far from where I live in Sharavale. Mm. So uh, particularly because it's open on Sundays, it's a really good option. If, if I'm up and about on Sunday and fancy, you know, a nice walk, it's not, it's like 20 minutes walk there, 20 minutes walk back, um, grab a couple of beers. So it's a really good kind of option for, for, for me. At the moment in town, I think it's fair to say that it's, you know, kind of really dominated by one main... <laughs> shop in, in town um, and you know obviously if Sean's listening hi Sean um, so obviously you know Beer Get Central is, is kind of um, I'm not going to say it's had a monopoly because that's you know un unfair language um, but it'll be interesting what it's like when there's another similar kind of style beer shop in um, in, in Sheffield and how you know what, what, what that will do it'll certainly mean that you know if you're after some good beer to take home with you, mm. Sheffield City Centre will definitely be the place yeah. to be. It's not, I mean, even though they're quite far apart, they're not particularly both beer shops, which um, I know Sean's quite keen on making sure he has a range that, you know, they can't be found elsewhere. So yep. it's all, it's, if, if anything, it's going to increase what you can get centrally yep, rather than duplicate, which is a really good thing, yeah. I think it's a good thing. It's healthy. 
and yeah. it's not oversaturated at all. But it's just like I said, it's a monopoly, so another beer shop's not going to hurt too much. So. No, you're right in terms of the fact that they do tend to complement each other quite well. Um, and I know that that Hot Hideout, particularly Jules, um, kind of tries to source stuff, particularly sours that you maybe don't get elsewhere. Because mm-hmm. she's really passionate about that, um, and and that's that's brilliant. So um, you know, I think it can only be good for for Sheffield. Um, uh, mentioning Jules there, who obviously is the brains behind the Indie Beer Feast, which ran for the first time this year. Tickets now on sale for Indie Beer Feast 2019. I can't tell you the dates uh, because I'm really grumpy about this because I don't think I can go. I think I'm March. out of the country is it, is with, it with work. It's in March. Uh, yeah, it's early March, isn't it? Um, and yeah, it looks like I'm going to be out of the country, so I can't go. So I'm a bit grumpy about it. So I've deliberately tried to keep <laughs> away from all the social media about it. But um, tickets are on sale. It was a cracking event this year. If you didn't go... Um, just buy tickets. They're so, are they £7.50 yeah, plus bookies? It's, so it's just insanely cheap for, for, for what it is. Um, and, you know, a really, really good event in a great venue with some brilliant breweries. Um, and it's not too big. So we found that actually chatting to people from the breweries you can do. Yeah. You know, it's easy, easy yeah. to have a conversation with people from the breweries. So just a top, top event, well worth them. Um, so just, well just, just before we disappear from that, because obviously you've been to Indie Man now. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's a different scale, but how would you kind of compare them in terms of... Yeah, you, you can see that um, Indie Man was kind of the inspiration for Indie Beer Feast. Similarish kind of quirky venue where, you know, you kind of... We we went to Beer X, didn't we? At, um, yeah. Was that Sheffield Ice? Yeah, yeah. Ice uh, Sheffield. Um, and that was just one big hall. And that was all right, mm. but, you know... This kind of you know beer events that are in a quirky venue where you've kind of got to walk up some stairs here and then round this corner here and then next thing oh there's another room here, um you know th- that's brilliant that's really really good um, and a lot of personality so yeah the, the you you could definitely see that one was the inspiration for the other. It's also the, the, the difference is, Indie Man is huge mm. and and I went on the, the the Friday which is the quieter of the days for the trade session um, and you know I was hoping to have a chat with some of the breweries and perhaps get some bits of audio for um, a couple of projects it just didn't happen because it was just so busy you just couldn't do it it was just get your drink get back to where you were back to your base um, Indie Beer Feast was a totally different much more relaxed vibe um, and you know you actually could stand and talk to the yeah. brewers and stuff so um, I think yeah one yeah, difficult to kind of compare them in terms of the actual scale of them, but both have their you know their benefits. And I suppose stuff that they have the they have the brewery bars on it as well, so you've got that rather than being one big just bar full of everyone's beers, you kind of yeah. almost run in your own bars, which is mm-hmm. right. Beer number two. This is the, you brought this one. I did. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's pronounced Locker Poly, which is the brewery, which is um, um, it's like a North Wales brewery. It's probably. It's not far away from Chester, really, so it's um, just in line. I think it's a place called Mould, which is a, a lovely name for a place. Just... Um, based in um, a little old um, kind of horse stables, basically. Oh, James is doing his, um, can you see my, through it, check? My, my test, yeah. They're basically, I did a quick look on the website, because I've seen some of their beers in, um, I've had some before, actually, in um, Bar Stewards. Um, they, they've only been going this year. Um, I think they like to kind of keep quite... Make sure they're only using hops and things from the previous harvest and so so it's been keeping it quite fresh. Um, by the look and feel and the kind of style and things, they're kind of going but going going for that kind of cloud water verdant market. Yeah. So this one is a Citra Eldorado Pale Ale at five point one percent. So they're the main hops in it. 
Um, I can smell it. Yep. Quite. <laughs> Very, when you kind of said that sort of, you know, cloud water, verdant, uh, wylam, that sort of market, um, the, yeah, that smell is very in keeping with that um, sort of super hoppy, really kind of, you know, mm. attack on the senses, um, aroma to it. Beautiful, beautiful smell. This actually suits me a bit better because I found it, it's a little bit hoppier, not quite as sweet. So you get getting that bitterness coming through a little bit more than you would do on like, I it is only 5%, so 5.1%. So. It's interesting that it's um, it's just referred to as a pale ale and yet it's it's really aggressively hopped, that. Yeah. Really aggressively hopped. Maybe IPA has to be a certain strength these days, unless you're calling it a session. Maybe so. You could <laughs> you could call that a session IPA at 5.1 nowadays, couldn't you? It's really nice, though. It's beautiful. Um, picked it up from uh, Walkley Baker on the weekend. Um, I know we like to talk about Abbeydale, but I had all the new Abbeydale beers out, and I thought I'd love to try one of them, but uh, mm. I, think <laughs> I think as the uh, yeah, last we've... few months have passed, we've done <laughs> a lot of um, Abbeydale boxes, so Locker, Locker Polly. <clears throat> Yeah, I like it. I like it. I quite well like shown. the fact it's a it's a no um, no frills branding, isn't it? It's just dead simple. I've I've it's seen their beers in a couple it, of places and and been quite tempted to try them. Um, yeah, um, I know Alan nice. um, Alan Charlie down at Bastards, big fans. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's, <laughs> it's very uh, the street, and I think I've definitely seen their stuff in the the yeah. fridges and been tempted to buy it just because I like the no nonsense branding. Mm. Um, do you remember El Dorado on the telly? Yeah, I've been to the place where it filmed. Is it not a place, El Dorado? No, no. Well, it is. I think it is, but it's it's filmed in it Puerto Banus or something. It's like something like it's Costa del Sol somewhere. It's quite a uh, affluent, loads of ships and Harley Davidsons and nice cars kind of place. Hmm. Bit a long time, but you know. Yeah, the t <laughs> TV show didn't reflect that very well. Uh, we'll we've got, if you're a bit young. We've got more news to talk about, uh, more Sheffield news first. So, um, do you know what? A big, big congratulations to uh, Shakespeare's. Now, we are big fans, aren't we? Yep. We love that place. We've recorded there once. I have no doubt at all that we'll be looking to go back there again. Um, and whenever I am even within a one-mile radius, um, I have to go there. Um, it's been named... I can't remember what the newspaper was. <coughs> I think it was The Guardian. It was The it? Guardian. Yeah. Uh, in their top ten craft pubs in the UK. Uh, very, very well-deserved. The only thing that I feel a little bit bad about is the fact that I kind of treat Shakespeare's and the Rutland on, on a similar level. Yeah, very similar uh, pubs, those, yeah. those are the two for me, those pubs that are just head and shoulders above everyone else. And that's not being disrespectful to any other pubs in Sheffield at all, it's really, really not. But certainly for my needs, they're the two that are just mm. like, you know, they're bang on. And it's so hard to pick which one of those, you know, you'd say is, is the better one. But the guy have done it for us. Yeah. Well, it was actually an article, like it was like a top 50, but it was based on five different top tens yeah so they kind of uh, like uh, best location like view kind of things best like, traditional and i think they might have fallen into the sort of i think they've fallen into the traditional one i can't remember it, um it's just really good to see like sheffield but i was surprised i mean a shout out to one local ish pub which was um it's out in bamford is it the oh, anglers rest i think was it? that was the closest one out there but um that's like a community run pub now and it's got like, like a post office in it cool. and a shop there so good shit. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see, you know, at least two out of the, the top these fifty um, within their stones throw. Really, 
Yep, uh, what else have we got going on? So we're going to give a mention here. Uh, way back when, and I, I remember going to see him, because I think it was Easter Monday, or just after Easter. Alright. Yeah. Uh, Nick, who uh, used to be head brewer of Emmanuel's and Sheffield uh, Brewing Company, um, he has set up his own podcast. Um, it's not in direct competition with us. Nope. Uh, it's doing something quite different. So it's a podcast that's kind of aimed at the brewing community rather than the drinking community, particularly people that are maybe in the early stages of kind of getting going in terms of, of brewing and maybe making that step from just being an enthusiast to you know something they're looking to, to really kind of make progress with and do. Um, Nick obviously is a big friend of ours. Um, I've, I've only listened to one of the two episodes that he's, he's put out, which I listened to this morning, but I thought it was really, really good. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's right up there in terms of the actual quality of it. Um, it's really good, some really interesting content as well. So if you're kind of, you know, if you're interested in the brewing side and particularly the, the kind of, you know, running a brewery, if that's something that you're either already involved with or looking to do, then uh, look up Hop Forward. I'm guessing here from, from what I remember this morning, is it? Hopforward.beer is the web address. I think the or website wasn't working last time. Something like that. Um, anyway, best thing, Google it. Yeah. Hopforward. Um, and you can find it as well on iTunes and all the no normal mm -hmm. places. And we'll stick out a link to it as well and give them um, a bit of a boost. Definitely don't let it put you off if it's not brewing specifically. It's more kind of the industry stuff. So even if you're thinking about doing like some sort of beery bar or you know something like that, I mean, there's... Big interview with the highest craft guys that we um, <clears throat> we featured early on, one of the podcasts, um, which is a big hour long thing to talk about. But they've done developed, you know, a bar and upcoming breweries. It's really interesting. So yeah, go check it out. Really, really, like I said, really, really well professionally done as well. So yeah, good job, Nick. Well done. Uh, right, Saturday night, I went to a new place that had just opened a few days before. Cutlery Works. Um, I must admit, I didn't actually stay for any food because it was super, super busy and I was so ridiculously hungry I couldn't get a seat that I decided to go somewhere else, uh, which is no bad reflection on it because it was super busy, which um, I guess you would hope it's going to be in its opening weekend. Uh, but this is, I mean, you know a little bit more about the background to it. I've been kind of following it a little bit. So if, you, if you've been on Kellam Island, Neeps Endway, it's the big building which is on the junction, kind of, kind of where... Um, just if you if you come in towards Wicks, really on that corner, so you're near the church place, which is the big vegan bar, and just past um, Gardens Rest. It's an old cutlery works, and I think it's owned by the, I think it's owned by the Milestone Group, who have the Milestone, and they've basically renovated it all, and then offered um, I think it's up to 12, 12 to fourteen units, so people can have long term, short term leases of basically an area uh, covering food and drink. So there's Essentially, they're kind of like a food market, like a semi-permanent food market. Um, I think it's got three bars in it, which is one of the ones I saw was like Booze Hound. I think oh, right. Yeah, this is where I have to admit what a plonker I am, because uh, <laughs> I didn't realise there was more than one floor. Oh, I, yeah. I only went on the ground floor, so um, yeah, um, I apologise for that. It seemed really busy, which maybe other people yeah. made the same mistake as I didn't, didn't realise there, yeah. there were other floors. Uh, it's a bit like, um, this is only going to make sense if you're from Sheffield, it's a bit like a permanent peddler. But like all indoors. Yeah. But it was cool. It was a nice little place. It was very kind of up my street. And it is literally like around the corner from um, church. Um, and obviously on Peddler weekends, it's kind of that same crossroads. It's an interesting location considering where Peddler is. And it's essentially 
exactly what Peddler is in terms of what they're offering. Yeah. I mean, just to kind of throw out a few names, where we used to, have been to Edo Sushi, they've now got, they've got like a permanent kind of sit in there, like sort of bar thing in there. Um, Gravy Train, which do like the poutine stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of different stuff, some kind of coffee places and some cake stuff and stuff, so yeah. But they're all yep. on this kind of semi-permanent thing, so whether some people are in there for six months, and then it might change around, so um, potentially something you're never going to be able to get bored of. So. There was a really good pie place. Which oh, really pie-eyed, yeah, yeah. Which um, I've um, had pie-eyed a few, you might have had them if you've been up to Magic Rock, I know they've had them a few times. Oh, okay. They're, yeah, they're, um, I've had they sometimes go in one of the units um, near the... Um, it's called is it Union Street or Union Street, which does pop up things. Uh, really good pies, yeah. So yeah, but I think Booze Hounds is the kind of one that I've looked at in terms of beer. I think they've got, I think they've got six kind of keg lines on there, and a cask. I know they've had some Bonebridge on there. I saw a Citizen that were on keg. I was trying to look, trying to pinch the Instagram pictures, kind of look inside and see what were on the uh, on the chalked board. So um, um, yeah, hopefully I can get that. Go check that out myself in the next. Could even go tonight, to be honest. After my <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely worth a look. Yeah. Uh, we're on to last beer, and um, this is quite different for us. This mm. is I've never I've never heard of them before. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't know anything really about them. So this is Blue Monkey Brewery, who are in Nottingham. This was bought for me as a um, a leaving gift when I left my previous job. Um, I think it probably says a lot about me that uh, the leaving gifts that I got from people would generally be, uh, <laughs> and I got a lot of them. So it's kind of took me about four or five months to have to get round to this one in my um, fridge. But I thought I'll bring it along. It's something a bit different. It was, it was local to the guy that bought it for me because he lives in in Nottingham. It's called Ape Ale. Uh, it's just described as a sprong, a sprong, a strong <laughs> pale ale, five point four percent, and um, yeah, it's a brew. It's been around for about ten years. Um, it's just yeah, uh, American hops, pine, juicy citrus, and um, you know, kind of pores looking a little a little bit darker than a lager. It smells like the kind of it does smell good. It's the the old kind of five hundred mil traditional style. Bottles. It is yeah. Um, I've not read. Really I've seen used to see them a lot at beer festivals. Because you can't miss the big blue monkey's face, I, like I've never style seen monkey on it. Yeah, yeah. I heard a while ago that they've gone, gone, gone bust, but I have seen some stuff more recently, so maybe, not gone bust, they packed it in, but um, I've seen no, some right. stuff recently, so which makes me think that maybe um, maybe not. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's actually quite good for that sort of style of beer. that you're looking. If, you, if, you, if you are a kind of traditional drinker and like something pale with a nice kind of fruity, sort of hoppy kind of twin, but you're not really into your super murky, modern... Face melting beers, and that's quite nice. That quite I think nice. it's perfectly drinkable. Um, probably the mistake we made here is drinking it after the uh, Locker Poly. Um, it's stronger though, because it's <laughs> uh, which is what I kind of you know yeah. uh, ordered them in, but um, it's such a, a different style of beer that kind of like really aggressive hopping that you've got in the the real modern style of the um, Locker Poly. You've got a much gentler, although actually I suspect, compared to a lot of beers of this sort of style, it's probably not that gentle. It is probably quite hoppy. It yeah, does. Yeah. It actually stands up against the beer that we've just had. Mm. It's just you know such a different style. Mm. Nice though, really good. It's kind of it's kind of got like um, 
the kind of hot kick that you would have got maybe five to seven years ago yeah, about yeah. that kind of when brewers are trying to push these kind of stronger pale beers yeah. but not really probably got access to all these new world hops so maybe not even you know you know even thought about those kind of hops but but it, it, like I said these American hops are yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah. We've got a bit of national news to talk about. Um, and actually, both these are fairly old news stories, but um, we haven't talked about them before, and I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about. Uh, one slightly more serious than the other. So, uh, firstly, and we, we, we all had a bit of a giggle at this when, when, this, um, when this came out, BrewDog Airline. What's going on? I, I don't, I mean, you, you guys, we have also have our group Hopcast chat. You guys were talking about it quite a lot of the day, and I was quite busy, so I just kind of dipped in and out, and I was like, what, is this a joke? I don't understand. Yeah, I think I was on Twitter saying, like, you're all right, guys. Like, <laughs> the classic UAK hun kind of uh, meme thing. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It seems, I know they've got, like, they've got a setup in Ohio. Remember when it's like, maybe that is a, a, a way to get people from over here to go there, but surely their angle was to get American people drinking their beer, not shipping over English people who can buy it in Tesco. <laughs> and, like, and if you're going to pay to go on this plane, and someone goes, oh, I can drink brew, uh, like punk IPA on a plane, I'm like, I reckon there's plenty of airlines that can give you a brew dog beer on an airline. Um, Probably. I think... Easy, but why would you? <laughs> easy Jet now? Or I think it might be Easy Jet and Ryanair now you can buy punk IPA. There you on, go. So what's the bloody point? <laughs> unless it's unless it's like considerably cheaper because it's like I think it's five is it five pound fifty a can or something for um, a kind of from Capio on a yeah, on an airline. Like, but, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't it's get as weird, much ribbing it? as they have actually. Because they're an easy time. Maybe most people just assumed it was just being a bit daft. It wasn't serious. I don't know. <laughs> Odd. And the other news, um, and this is this is really sad. Actually, this is a real shame. And it's yeah. the news from a couple of weeks back about Mad Hatter um, packing in, who obviously are a Liverpool-based yeah. brewery, um, and and quite well known for doing stuff that's a bit off the wall. Mad Hatter was always a really good name for them as a brewery yeah. because they did do stuff that was just different to, to what anyone else had had, had done. Um, obviously, locally, you could buy it in a lot of different places. Um, Beer Central, Hop Hideout, we mentioned, both stocked quite a mm-hmm. lot of Mad Hatter stuff. Um, it sounds like something had happened where they moved to new new premises. It's just not worked out right. It's it's all gone a bit wrong. Yeah, I think I think the owner said that one. I think their head brewer had moved somewhere else, and yeah. I think they, they took a. I think it, if you go on Twitter, you probably have to find it's basically a long list of tweets. But you were saying there's nothing against the the new brewer or anything. It was a great brewer. It's just I think he just fallen out of love with the project, and like I said, I think maybe a bit of a miss. Guided, you know, move, yeah. moving a premises, and um, and they just decided to call it a day. Rather, they're not going bust or anything. Because I mean, it was only like a month ago when Sean started getting some of these, the like the satsiki sour and the toxic IPA in in cans, which, yeah. were, which was a new yeah. thing. So it wasn't like it didn't sound like it was particularly planned because you you know they moved to like a new, a new format of a, you know, small package. So yeah, it's a real yeah. shame. It's one of them brewers which when they when they get it right, they get it very right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just like I said, if you can still one beer, if you want to, if you want, if you never had a beer from them and you like, you do like a sour, go try find this satsiki um, sour, which is like a, well, that's what it is basically. It's just yeah. really interesting, and that'll give you a bit of a, a flavour <laughs> of what they were all about. So yeah, it's a real shame. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a shame to see um, to see them go and. Um, you know, who knows what the future has in store? One day, maybe there'll be kind of a return of 
Mad Hatter. Um, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, right, that's pretty much us then. So the next time that we're going to be getting together is going to be our Christmas pub crawl. You gave it a name, didn't you, the other night in the hot and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> what you, you, you gave it with a really fancy, clever name for it. No, well, and I, you can't remember it? No, I can't remember. Oh, I can't um, well, like a bit pod crawl, were it? But no, no. Hop, hop crawl, hop cast. Crawl. Are we giving any information about where we're going, or are we going to leave that as a secret? Uh, well, we, the, the situation that we're in is that three. What we're doing is we're going around uh, four venues, and um, I don't think we're giving away any trade secrets when we say that what we've, what we've, obviously the hop cast. We we try and record it somewhere different each month. There's a number of places in Sheffield where we'd like to record it but they don't have a kind of a dedicated space that we could use for an hour to record it. We, we once tried to record uh, an episode in the main part of a pub. Um, anyone that's been listening since right at the start will remember it because it was shit. So uh, we've never done that again. We now only go to places that have got a separate little room that we can use. Uh, there are a few places that don't have that, so we can't do a full episode there, but we still want to do something with these places so we came up with this idea that we'd go on a pub crawl for christmas and we'd go around uh probably four places that even though they don't have a dedicated room we'll just use the cellar for 15 minutes it doesn't matter we just record a little bit in each one have a pint um talk about christmas talk about beer and move on jump in an uber next place so um that's pretty much what we're doing so the the outline plan is that there's four places that we're going to three are definitely confirmed one I'm still waiting on a confirmation back, so let's not reveal them just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what happens after the fourth? I mean, Five, six, seven. goodness knows. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm giving anything away if I reveal that we will be finishing at a pub in Kelham Island. Yeah. So um, it's not like we're kind of stuck a, 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 without options as to what happens after that. So um, it could be an interesting. It could end up being our first, like you know, two hour plus episode. That if um, if we carry on recording, going around different places, we're not going to do that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's going to be our. Uh, December Christmas special we're doing it quite early in December um, but we will still have one more kind of Christmas half pint to yeah. do after that which we should try and do something clever with that as well maybe mm. go out do something in like I don't know like the Christmas market or something it can yeah. be far too noisy isn't it it's not going to work but we'll do something we'll think about it we've still got beer left as well it's like this is the first time I think we've we've gone past half an hour and not finished the beer they've all been like bigger cans and bottles so <laughs> um your fa- my my favorite. I'm going um, Loca Poly. No surprise. Yeah, same here. <clears throat> but I liked them all, to be honest. They were, yeah, no duds. Yeah, um, really like I really like the Apeil as well. And um, if you if you like, I say if you're one of these people who's on the edge of trying some sours, that's not a very sour sour for the um, quench quake. Quake quench is easier to say than quench quake, isn't it? Quench quake. <laughs> quench quake. Yeah, good. Brilliant. Right, okay, we will see you at the start of December for our Christmas pub crawl. See you then.